Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Shimbarere kese kilavram barama bogosho kudavrede regasi nevrende baba bogosho. Thank you, Lord God. Shinevrende regesi kilavram baba baba kasi kilavrende gisi kilavranda gosho. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Shinki nevrende baba bogoni yaragasi kilavrede regosho kudavrende gisi. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Shiki nevrende gisi kilavram baba baba yamba shandaragasi kilavranda gosho. Shanda de Gesi Kesi Kilavra Babayambala Vranda Gandagosu Kodavrinde Gesi Kilavranda Ara Rebobogosu. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shiki of Rinde Gesi Kilavranda Regesi Kesi Kilavrana Nanagati Kilavra Bobogosu. Shin of Rinde de Gesi Kitaragasha Kilavrana Nanagande Gesi. Kilarambrobo Ombobogoya Nagasha Kilavranda Gandagasha Kilavranda Gede Gesi Kilavra Bobogunda Gesi Kilavranda Nanagasa. Ida de Gesi Kilavranda Yagasa. Shambaba on Babagun, the Gisi Kisi Kid of Rambaba Bamba Gosu, good of Red, the Gisi Kill of Randa Ganda Gusu, Kiba Babandian undergundi, a lot of Rimbe and Babaganda Gusu, Kid of Rindi Yandaga and Yandagasu, good of Red, the Gina Gassi, Ian Babamba Shi of Rakasa, like the Norguyan of Rente in the Gisin of Ramama Bayana Gassa. I thank you, Lord God, for breakthroughs. I thank you, Father God, that there are breakthroughs in our families, breakthroughs in the households represented here, that, God, there is a greater, a greater, a greater, a greater, a greater, a greater uh, anointing in our homes, that, God, that we are stepping out of, of the old, the old uh, ways that we have, have had, the old patterns that we have had. I thank you, God, that you're bringing us into a greater depth, a greater depth of glory, a greater depth, God, of the awareness of your presence around us. God, that you're bringing us into a greater depth in our relationships with you, Father God. That, God, that you're bringing a breakthrough in the old way that we used to have our, our way of life, our daily operations. And, God, there's a, a, a greater perspective that we have this morning, right now. That, God, that you're, by the Holy Ghost, you're anointing our spiritual eyes to open up to see where we are today. That, God, that you are opening our eyes to be able to see the, the very things that are happening around us. That we're able to, to be able to move in a greater realm of the supernatural. To be able to have the discerning of spirits operating in our, in our lives. That our spirit man would be made aware of all the things that are happening around us. That our spirit man would be made alive, be awoken into the place to be able to step into this supernatural place. This supernatural being that you have created us to be. That God, that, that would be heightened and, and made more aware that God that we will be able to push through the darkness when there's pushing through that God that we'll be able to push through and put, break through the barriers that may keep us and bind us and hold us from stepping into the great places that you have for us Father God, I thank you that right now that your anointing is released in this house that right now your anointing is released now in Jesus name. In Jesus' name, to break every barrier, to break everything that would hold us back from stepping into the place that you've called us, to be your anointed sons, to be your anointed daughters, in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you right now that, God, that you have called us. You've called this house. You've called us to move as your chosen ones in this 
in this dark place, in this surrounding area, God, to be the ones to go into the highways, the byways, the dark places, to be able to bring the gospel of the good news of the kingdom of God and to be able to reach the lost, to be able to reach those that are broken, to be able to reach those that are hurting, to be able to reach those that God are blind, those that are deaf, those that are dumb, those that are lame. I thank you, Father God, that you are bringing us into a supernatural place to be able to see the supernatural, God, that things that are going on. God, that we'll be able to pull down the principalities and, and the, the strong powers and the things in the, in the realm, God, that are operating in this, in this area. That, God, that we would move in a greater authority. That we would move, God, in a greater authority of who you called us to be, to be heirs of the kingdom and to be sons of and daughters that are moving in the authority of the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that you have called us into this place to, to be able to operate and move in and, and this mature place, God. So I thank you, Father God, for all the things that we've heard, that all the things that we've been taught, all the things that we've read, that, God, that it comes into a formation in our hearts, in our minds, that, God, we are exploding on the inside to move and operate in those things that you've called us. And, God, that you're bringing the orchestration, the plans, the purpose, God, and bringing it all together that there's a devised plan on the inside that you give us, God, to move in your anointing, to move in that calling that you've called us to do. And whether that's to go feed the hungry, whether that's to go to, to preach the, on the corners, or whether that's to, to minister by to reaching out to our neighbors, however it may be, God, that you're orchestrating now your plan in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, that there's breakthrough in this house to bring us into a soul-winning congregation, a soul-winning person, a soul-winning son, a soul-winning daughter in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you for your anointing right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, touch us, teach us, lead us, guide us. And I thank you for sealing your word in our heart. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Last week we had. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last week we had um, touched on Isaiah chapter 40. And if uh, you would turn with me here, I, Isaiah 40 31. I know we had read uh, the, the majority of the passage here in Isaiah chapter 40. Uh, we touched here specifically on verse 31. Amen. And in this verse here, we read, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with, with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. This is New King James Version. What we, we read this scripture verse and we read it and we thank God for his word. Thank God for the word that he gives to us to give us comfort, to give us strength spiritually. Amen. To give us that uplifting word that we need. Amen. And we, so when we read this, we typically read this, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And we think of that strength, that, that vigor, that 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 inside uh just 
the inner strength that we need to just rise up over our surroundings, the, the things that we face. Amen. And there's that inside, just that strengthening. We had taken a look at these words and according to the Hebrew and what some of the meanings were for these for a couple words here. And the first thing that we had taken a look at was wait. And we know it's to look patiently, tarry, wait for, wait on, wait upon. But those who look patiently, tarry, wait for, wait on, wait upon the Lord shall renew. And we looked at this word renew as being this, alter change. There's a few different uh, descriptive words and descriptive meanings. They all coincide with each other and they're all similar meanings uh, uh, or words, phrases, uh, synonyms, if I could say it that way. But this, we pulled this out as alter change. Amen? But those who look, tarry, patiently, wait for, wait on, wait upon the Lord shall alter change. Amen. Their strength. And we looked at this as one of the one of the synonyms to what this verse or this word right here for strength is in the Hebrew as being fruit. As being fruit. There's many different synonyms, descriptive words concerning strength, but fruit is something that the Holy Ghost is pulling out and and just penetrating in my heart to bring forth to you guys last week. Amen. So those who wait, look patiently, tarry, wait for, wait on, wait on, the, uh, wait upon the Lord shall alter change in their fruit. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And we know that uh, through the word that there's so, there's descriptive uh, words concerning fruit of the spirit that we see and we read in Galatians chapter 5 last week. Amen. And I, I want to I just emphasize on this, what the Holy Ghost is drawing and pulling out is that the waiting, the patiently waiting on the Lord as the vital thing for all of us, the vital source of strength. That's where we get our strength from, that ability to rise up over circumstances, the ability to, to rise up over the, the war that's constantly waging against you and I. Amen? In the supernatural realm, there's constantly warring that's going on. Amen? We see a lot of things that happen in the natural, but there's a lot of things that are happening in the supernatural that are waging war. And we have that, that, that uh, pulling on the inside and that's constantly struggling on the inside. We, and a lot of times we relate it to what's happening in the natural, but the reality is there's warring going on. Amen? And every day there's that warring. 24 hours there's warring going on. And our spirit, man, is affected one way or another by the warring that's happening. Amen? But those who patiently, those who are tiring, waiting for, waiting on, waiting upon the Lord, taking the time to get into the presence of God, those that are seeking the Lord's face, seeking his, 
time with him shall what? Renew their strength. Alter the fruit. So every day that we're facing this warring that's happening, even when we don't, in our heads, see or know what's happening, taking place, our spirit man needs to be alive, active. So it's aware of what's taking place. Amen? We don't need to wait for prophets to, to speak to us. We do not wait, need to wait for prophets to speak to us. Because God has called us all to enter into his chamber. Amen? He's called for all of us to be his, what? His son, his daughter. To come into his chamber, to have the time, to have that place to seek his face. To be before him at, in the throne, on the throne. Amen? Amen? So in his presence, he equips. In his presence, he makes us aware. He gives us the very tools, the very information that we need at the time we need it. Amen? Now, God will give things to the prophets to wake up the church, to speak to the church, or to help to give, you know, seasoned times and things that were to make us aware. Amen? God will even use the prophets to help to do what? Bring encouragement. Amen? When God speaks something and it might seem like it's bad news, no, it should be encouragement because of what God already put inside of you when you are patiently waiting upon him. Amen? So that there's what? Encouragement to know that you heard from God. Amen? But where we're in is this season is that God is waking us up and getting us aware of the supernatural, the things that are going on around us. Amen? So those that are waiting on the Lord are being refreshed, re-changed, altered, changed within us. There's something that's happening. You know what God's really been pointing out to me is this, is that, and is that you could see the, the, the fruit within somebody by how heavy their heart is or how light their heart is. And I say that because we're not to judge people based on their actions and all that stuff, but to judge on based on the fruit of where somebody is. Amen? To judge on the fruit. Well, how do we judge on the fruit of where some? How heavy is their heart? How is their countenance? We can see what's not, maybe not everything that's unfolding in somebody's life, but to see that somebody has a heavy heart. Or to see if they're lighthearted. When we're in the presence of the Lord, we're lighthearted. Why? Because his yoke is easy. He takes our burdens. He takes all those heavy things off of our heart. And makes things light for us. Why? Because his guidance, his hand, his, his speaking, his comfort and direction and things that we need. 
Amen? So if you need change, if things have been heavy for you, constant battle, constant struggle, knowing the things that you need to do to get into the presence of the Lord but haven't been doing it, this is your time. Now, decision time. Make a decision. I'm going to make the change. I'm not going to allow this constant cycle to constant happen and go on and go on. And knowing when I need to get in the presence of the Lord, knowing that when my mind is being battered and being uh, just totally beat with all these thoughts and all these things, I need to get into the presence of the Lord. But I allow this and I allow that and I allow this to, to, to unfold and I don't get to that place. Amen? We have to make that decision now. You know what? No more am I going to allow things and circumstances keep me from getting into that place so I can be renewed. So my fruit, so my spirit man can be changed so I can get into the presence of the Lord and that take, take place. Amen? So I can have the strength, amen, to endure this war that's waging. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's turn here to Luke, and we're going to go here to Luke chapter 24. I want to take a look at this. Luke chapter 4, I'm going to, or 24, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm going to begin here, verse 1. Amen. I'm going to read, uh, I'm just going to read, stick with me, and I'll, I'll slow down when I get to where I want to get to. But I want to see the context of what's all happening here. 24, verse 1, now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. Verse 2, but they found, I'm reading by uh, New King James Version, by the way. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then when they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, they went in and they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. Verse 8, And they remembered his words. They turned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, uh, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And the words seemed to be like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen clothes lying by themselves. And he departed marveling to himself at what had happened, probably contemplating what the words that the the women had spoke and now trying to digest what has taken place. What 
what Jesus had spoken was going to unfold, what the, what the women are saying now, and Peter now perplexed at all this. Verse 13, now behold, two of them were traveling the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And then, I'm sorry, and they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was, while they conversed and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was uh, Cleopas answered, and he said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem, and have you not known the things which just happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, beside all this, today is the third day since these things happened. So, by the way, this is the third day, and he did say that he was going to be risen, right? <clears throat> Verse 22, yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. By what? By telling us that he's no longer in the grave. Verse 23, when they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. Then he said to them, he being that one that they did not recognize, said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ, to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them, taught them. He was teaching them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So here's this man they, that J- Jesus, which appeared to them, but their eyes were dim to know who he was. Just begins to conversation, have conversation with them. And as they're going, they're like, dude, do you know what just took place? And he begins to now go into that place of explaining, expounding. Could you imagine hearing a teacher like Jesus, just expounding to open up their, the mind of their understanding to know 
understand, so their spirit man would be just in that place of revelation word coming forth through the spoken word of Jesus. And here they are, and Jesus is just teaching away. Amen? And what was Jesus teaching about? Everything from the beginning at Moses and all the prophets and everything that was revealing who Jesus is. Jesus revealing himself through about all the scriptures, about everything that had unfolded, just making it so easy to understand. Verse 28, then they drew near to the village where they were going. Oh, by the way, they still didn't know who he was. Didn't recognize, but their minds were just being blown away by by this teaching. Then they drew near to the village where they were going. And he indicated that he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it. And he gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished. Could you imagine being with the teacher of all teachers? Could you imagine hearing his words, hearing his voice? The awesome thing about this whole story is that those that wait upon the Lord, he's going to reveal his heart, his words to you, to me, if we give him our ear, if we give him that time. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Could you imagine these men that had heard the story of the women that came explaining, he's gone, he's not in the tomb, he's risen, he's, he's gone. We saw angels and they told us everything that had happened. And everybody, Peter had stood up, ran and looked and confirmed what the women were saying. Now these guys are going on their way about their business like they were supposed to be doing. And the, this man just shows up and begins to unfold, expound, teaching everything about who he was, but yet not revealing yet to them who he was. I would say that those two men that were on their way now probably confused, baffled, 
is this true? Is, this, is he going to be risen again? Because this is the third day. Remember, they were explaining to him, this is the third day. And I, they were probably anticipating this still un, about to unfold, not knowing what to expect, how it's going to look, what's going to happen. Well, here Jesus is right with them. Just the same way that Jesus had spoken to them, he speaks to our heart. I'm telling you, we need to seek his face. He will teach us everything we need to know. He's going to reveal his heart. He's going to reveal himself in a greater way than what you can even hear through a teaching, through a preaching. It's that intimate place where he reveals himself in a mighty way. We can hear an awesome teaching, awesome preaching. We can see it being an awesome supernatural service. That's awesome, and we need it. It helps encourage, helps direct, helps to teach, helps to guide, helps to equip and all that. But there's nothing greater than when we're walking along our road and he comes right beside us and begins to speak to us. That walk on that road may be in that quiet place where it's that walking of that road revealing our heart to him so he can reveal himself to us. God wants our heart and everything within us. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, God loves when we're serving him. God loves when we're about doing his business, doing things for the ministry, doing things for the kingdom of God. But God first wants us in that intimate place. Amen. He wants you in that intimate place. There's only questions in your own heart that you're not going to receive from uh, the wisdom of the Holy Ghost through a person up here on a platform or on a stage. But it's going to come through that intimate time, that intimate place. God knows what you need, and he knows what to give and when to give. But it's so satisfying. There's so much pleasure, joy, and when he speaks to our hearts. Amen? There's a a greater level of strength that we receive when he speaks to us. You know, it's one thing to hear about the instruction. But it's a whole different thing when you hear the instructor. Amen. That's what God wants for us.
intimacy, intimacy, intimacy. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand for a moment. Hallelujah. I don't need to expound or go on anymore. I just feel the the rest on that. Just the Holy Spirit just resting on us right now. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands before him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're among us right now. The Spirit of God that you're here in this place. Thank you for that that instruction that's speaking to us to get into that intimate place. Holy Spirit, that you're leading our hearts, guiding us in this navigation through life, making us aware of the importance of our daily, daily intimacy of waiting upon our Lord. So Holy Spirit, I thank you that right now that you're touching our hearts, sealing this in our our hearts. God, we want to pour out our lives to you. We want to go where you want us to go. We want to say what you want us to say, but Lord God, We ask that you would just hear our hearts in that intimate place. God, that you would allow us to come still before you so that we can hear your heart. That you reveal yourself to us. Teacher, teach us. Lover of our souls. Thank you for your love. Lord God, we love you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, all of our mind, everything that's within us. And God, we want to give our heart completely to you. So speak to us, Lord. Teach us, Lord. Love us, Lord. Kiss us with your mouth. Equip us with your with your tools, with your weapons, Lord. Renew our strength, God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You can just worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. praise your name, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise your name, Lord Jesus. You're worthy, you're holy, Lord.
Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Jesus Intimacy. Pastor, that was good. That was rich. The the contrast of instruction, hearing instruction, but then hearing the instructor. Thank you for reminding us that Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden's light. Amen. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. That in and of itself is a is a sign, a declaration. That when our yoke seems to be hard, we're out of sync. I always have this picture. He said, take my yoke upon you, didn't he? Amen. Take my yoke upon you. And in the culture and at the time, a yoke, they had single yokes. But most of the time, there was a double yoke for a, a pair of oxen. And that's the picture. That Jesus doesn't want you and I to go through life and through our journey by ourselves. He's in a yoke, and he says, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we are in him, and he's in us. And interestingly, that in yokes, usually there was a a lead ox or a lead horse, you know, in a team of horses. There's usually a lead horse, and they have to strategically be being placed for the destination to be easy. And Tim, Pastor Tim, as you were saying that, though, what came to my spirit was in the Old Testament, it says in the Psalms that the children of Israel knew God's acts, but Moses knew his ways. And it was also said about Moses, he was the friend of God. How many want to be the friend of God? If I was to ask you today, and I don't want you to respond, because faith isn't based on feelings, but truly feelings are part of our makeup. 
If I was to ask you, do you really feel like you're God's friend today? Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we feel guilty for not being in intimacy with him. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation. Say no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Our intimacy with him, with him it can be absolutely fixed in a moment. It's just a resolve and a choice and a decision. Lord, from this time, this, hey, maybe it was even yesterday that you didn't have the intimacy. There's no condemnation. Lord, I, I want to learn to walk in the spirit as you did, Jesus. If that's your resolve, why don't you just pray that right now? Lord, I want to walk in the spirit as you did, Jesus. I want to be like those two guys on the road to Emmaus. You know what was so cool about those guys that when Jesus vanishes, it's like Jesus breaks the bread and their eyes are open. Like, Yet they saw him, but they didn't see him. They marveled at his eloquent words. In Psalm 119, it says, the entrance of the word gives light. And here's the word walking. The word walking with them, teaching them about himself, the word. <laughs> Dear God. Can I share this one? Yeah, please. I know you got something in your crawl there. No, it's about why people would read that and say, why didn't they recognize his visage mm -hmm. and who he was? And... There were some things that were kept hidden. But what in everything that I heard Pastor Tim bring to us today was this. Many people cry out in their desperation, especially in their hard times and lonely times and the distresses and everything that we walk through. I just want to see you, Jesus. And there's times I've had many say to me, why, why can't I see him? Why couldn't I remember a woman who was dying? And Jesus appeared to her. Me and my husband were there ministering to her. We didn't know she was dying at the time. She had cancer. But she was very, very sick. While we were praying for her, Jesus appeared to her. And she explained and was saying, this is what he looks like. And she was reaching her hands out to him. Reaching them out like this, and she's laying on the sofa. And she's saying, please, Jesus, take my hands. Take my hands. And she would look like kind of, she wouldn't take her eyes off of him, but she would look over towards us and say, can't you see him? He's beautiful. He's beautiful. And the tears coming down her face. And you could feel his presence. And her sons were sitting there who were not saved yet. Her daughter was there, and we were kneeling next to her. And it became so holy. And she kept saying, please, Jesus, please, just, just touch me. Just touch me, she thought, by his touch. Please hold my hands. She'd be healed, yeah. 
And she said, why won't he touch me? And inside I talked to the Lord. I said, Lord, why won't you hold her hands? He said, if I do, she'll give up the ghost. Because of the power and the authority. And that's where her heart was. But he wanted other things to take place. We believe in healing. We believe in different and in, in, in everything that the word says. And, but yet we've seen God do things and go about things in many different ways that we never have packaged God in one package. He moves among us in so many different ways. He could have been the one that was walking next to you in the supermarket or bumped up next to you and you didn't even recognize him. Wow. But what he had to do was bring his word to them. And the word is what we stand on, everybody, even in the most distressful, perplexed times that we go through. Amen. Even through all the questionings, like they had the questionings, the doubts, the wonderings, like, and pondering on things. And what he did, he brought the fullness of the word and the completion of the word to, him, to them. What was prophesied about him. And if they saw him first and saw his visage, they would have had an experience, but not the word with it. They would have just walked on that experience. But the word is what is our solid foundation. Yes. And as they walked along with them, Jesus, the word was being spoken, and things began to happen on the inside. They began to hear the teacher teach like he never taught, like taught before, except for one that they knew. And when they went along, when he went along with them to go break bread, then things really began to shift <laughs> because that's what happened to him. He was the body that was broken for them, that was broke open. He was the blood that was poured out for all of us. And then their eyes began to be opened. His visage started to change everybody. And the glory of who he was and is was revealed to them then. See, as we behold him face to face in his word, there's glory. There's an opening for all of us. Amen. Where we'll see him face to face in his word. And when we have that, we can walk in the experience of seeing and knowing him and our spirit becomes so alive and God begins to show us things in our spirit and our mind and, and does so many wonderful things. So that's what was happening there. Why uh, questioning that? I used to question, like, how come they didn't recognize you, Lord? And remember, they didn't see his hands. They didn't see things. Maybe it was covered or whatever. But his appearance was still held back from them. And as he walked along... And as he had communion, 